social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipetro.com. Well, it's Tuesday. We have made it to February. It's February 1st. And, folks, the big news today, without question, is, in fact, um, that Tom Brady has now made it official that he is retiring. And it's also, I'm going to say it's not without controversy because um, I think... You know, there's something here that has not come out just yet, but there's there's definitely something here that this individual, meaning Tom Tom Brady, that he he doesn't even mention uh, the Patriot fan base in any way. Uh, in his post, he has like nine slides. Number one, he's in his number twelve Buccaneer jersey, but you know, when he writes, I've always believed the sport of football is all in. So I've tried my best these past 22 years. No shortcuts. I'm not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career. And then he goes on to to my Bucks teammates the past two years. Love you guys. Love going to battle with you. Um, to the Bucks fans, I think I didn't know what to expect when I arrived. Support the way you've honored us. What a crew. City of Tampa. The entire Tampa, St. Petersburg region, thank you. To the Glazier family, thank you for taking a chance on me, supporting me. Um, I think that's interesting. To Jason Light, who is the uh, GM, thank you. Daily support, friendship, I'll never forget it. Uh, I've never been through free agency. Had trepidation. Head coach Bruce Arians, thank you for putting up with me. To the Bucks coaches, <laughs> To every single Buck Stafford employee, to Alex Guerrero, of course, could never meet every Sunday without you. It's that simple. Dedication, craft, friendship, brotherhood, unbreakable bond. I love you, Alex. To Don Yee, his agent, Steve Dubin, thank you. Been with me every step of the way since I left the University of Michigan. To my parents and entire family, <laughs> never could have imagined this past 30 years. Lastly, my wife, Giselle, our children, Jack, Benny, Vivi, you are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. And my playing career has been such a thrilling ride. Um, blah, blah, blah. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. And no mention of the Patriots. He even mentions Michigan, which the father hated Michigan. My goodness, there's something there. Now, I, I don't know what to make of that. Did they somehow pick up the phone and say, hey, he wants to go one more year. Can he come back to New England? I don't know what to make of that. He goes from the University of Michigan to Tampa. So for the Bucks staffers and everyone that worked for the Bucks, he couldn't work it into Patriots Nation. Every single Bucks staffer employee, thank you. Um, I mean, folks, there's something there. I mean, there's obviously more bad blood i think than we imagine if you were just you know the old thing if like you came down from space and you saw this you would um you would never know that he played for the patriots now someone put on social media he doesn't know what's the thing uh i don't know about a debt i don't know about oh uh acknowledgement is usually in order right you would acknowledge the franchise that you played 20 years listen tom brady is going to be in the Hall of Fame primary? No, listen. If he had retired when he left New England, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. He had a Hall of Fame career in New England. The the Tampa was just the icing on the cake. But he would not be going to the Hall of Fame had it not been for his 20 years in New England. So I will say yes. Um, I think he could have acknowledged Pat's Nation. I think he could have acknowledged the loyal fans. Uh, the fact that Bill Belichick made the decision to go with him, even though Drew Bledsoe was back and healthy after his injury. Uh, the ups and downs, the way the, the fans were very loyal. There's a lot of season ticket holders that brave some pretty lousy weather. And the snow games in Gillette and some of the other inclement weather and made it there. Uh, Brady's experience, yes, absolutely. He was very valuable to the team and phenomenal in, in um 
uh, obviously, you know, he, he is in many ways like the Patriot way. And, and listen, Tom Brady made Bill Belichick be considered the greatest coach of all time and made Bob, Robert Kraft uh, the owner. But no acknowledgement of Patriot. Now, someone was saying, well, you know, the team didn't do this and the team didn't do that and they could have paid him. That's not the fans. You know, the fans wanted Tom Brady to come back. He was treated like a hero back in the fall when he came back and uh, Tampa, the, the Bucks, and the Patriots played that Sunday night. He came through Providence. The fans were all cheering for him. So, yes, I think he could have acknowledged. I find it there's something unusual the fact that he doesn't even acknowledge the team that he won other Super Bowls with, the team that made him the phenomenon that he is, uh, and that is the New England Patriots. And yes, I, I don't understand how you write that and put that out and not acknowledge the place that you spent 20 years, where he first lived in the Back Bay, then he lived in Brookline. Um, it, it's It seems inconceivable. I think if there was anyone... That was saying Tom Brady is uh, is going to be retiring if they had to write almost like his final goodbye that he posted on his Instagram page. I find it hard to believe that someone would write that and not mention the New England Patriots and their fans. And again, you go back to it was the Patriots that drafted him, 199 sixth round. I get that Johnny Unitas, I believe, was drafted in the ninth round, but you know Brady. It, it, it was, this is the team. There were a lot of teams that passed on him. As a matter of fact, there were 198 draft choices ahead of him. And the last pick of the of the sixth round. So I believe, yeah, because I was going back and forth. I put no mention, I was looking at it, no mention of Patriot fans. How do you not mention Patriot Nation? And this writer for the Boston Globe said, he doesn't owe us a damn thing. Well, I, I wouldn't consider it a debt. Uh, I consider it an acknowledgement, the amount of people he's acknowledging. And what I find ironic, he even mentions Michigan. He was bitter. His father was still bitter the way he was treated at Michigan. They felt he should have been the starter. He didn't get enough playing time. Uh, and ba basically, I think when he was a junior, the coach even said, listen, if you want to transfer, we totally understand. We're not going to stand in your way. So, um, yes, it's it's very surprising that he did not that he even mentioned michigan all right now folks um so that is the big news of the day tom brady and and uh it's it's i i it's not without controversy i um there's something there there's something there now when he came to town he and belichick spent time and they you know talked privately and supposedly whatever was this rift supposedly was cleared up but here it is he announces his retirement 22 years in the league, 20 years with the Patriots, and no mention, not even a mention, and of all the different people he mentioned. I'm not saying it was one thing of, listen, I, I thank everyone connected. I'm going to spend more time with my family. This has been great. Then that's that's one thing, right? If it's like a quick, brief, I'm not saying he should have mentioned his high school football coach. I'm not saying he should have mentioned, you know, the first person that ever taught him how to play football. We're talking about nine pages. You couldn't fill it to say, and Patriots Nation, you know, thank you for making me who I am. Yeah, I think there's there's something there. I think there's some kind of a, to me, that is another example that this, now again, I, who, I don't know what has been going on behind the scenes. Right now, I don't know if anyone does, but this was not a quick four sentence, well, he just wanted to thank everyone his uh i want to thank all my teammates everyone i've played for and that's the, this this is nine page thought out and uh the amount that he writes about bruce arians the might amount that he writes about the owner of the bucks <clears throat> i believe that there is still you can't read that and not see that there is there is a glaring animosity between tom brady and and the Patriots there there absolutely still is I don't see how you could see that and and view it any differently all right folks now uh there is local news about Governor McKee obviously the Brady thing is I mean it's it was big news on Saturday it's big news today what's even bigger I believe locally is there's not even an acknowledgement or mention of Patriot fans or any of the Patriots 
anyone, anyone that even played with on the Patriots. Uh, not even, you know, he and Gronk started on the on the Patriots. Maybe he felt if he mentioned Gronk, he'd have to mention Amendola. He'd have to mention, you know, all the players that have played with him. So, yes, I find it odd. All right, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401 732 6562 24-hour emergency service gas boiler oil burner coogan heating 401-732-6562 they're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is recooganheating.com residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold, it's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 732 6562. It's Coogie, it's 24 hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Joining us right now, one of my uh, siblings, she is independent opinion maker, and also columnists, it is uh, Donna Perry and DJ. I just want to um, start off with, uh, boy, this weekend, what a difference of uh, blizzards. You look at, think of the aftermath of, uh, of 19, obviously, 78, with the famous yep. blizzard, Governor Garrity. And, um, boy, between weather technology and people certainly are more equipped now to just stay at home and stay off the roads. I mean, here it is two days later, and uh, the roads are cleared, everyone uh, back, and even on Sunday, people were out and about. So in some ways, I, I just look at the ability to communicate and reach people, and we do learn from lessons. I just, granted, it wasn't as dramatic as, uh, as 1978, but uh, still pretty remarkable. Absolutely. And uh, I have to say, John, I, I definitely had that <laughs> 1970s image. We were probably still at St. Paul's school. Yes. And um, our dad very famously had to abandon his car and walk several miles yes. um, to our house, you know, and, and you're right, like, and, and that was so extraordinary to us and was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it was like the most... Um, unbelievable weather event i i certainly remembered everything you know from my whole childhood so it's true though john like w when you look at massachusetts and rhode island but mass was kind of being reported like in the bullseye and and yeah. they really did get three feet uh mm. in towns around me i mean i have two feet um and you're right and it does feel kind of uh, a little anticlimactic that within yeah. two days it's like okay well you know uh we're cleaned up and you're right i do think Baker had pointed to the fact that it was kind of an ideal, not ideal, but the timing of a Saturday, that it wasn't the day. So it wasn't like the, the height of it wasn't like overnight and it wasn't like a week day afternoon and starts coming down at, you know, one in the afternoon. So those things I think played in favor, but you're right. Like I do feel like with the, but, and the fact that I think it should be noted we are still capable of getting quite an extraordinary blizzard yeah. in new england i don't yeah. know that we're having you know anything is changing our climate that much so we certainly got it um but i agree like i think it is remarkable because of the phones and because of people can be constantly immediately always in touch yep. that's the high you know i do think that's a positive of the technology and you know, here, you here think we are. Of how much we've adapted to people yeah. being able to work remotely, children yeah. even, who yeah. there were a lot of places school was not canceled today. Instead, it was remote learning. What's also, Donna Perry, really jumps out is when you look at some of the cars that were on the road in 1978 compared to, you think about it now, every couple of years people trade in because of uh, yes. the lease, they get a new one. 
you didn't have SUVs back then. So the ability of people that could then even navigate on the roads is far, far different. Well, that's a great point. Right. And of course, you know, the cars were, they were the cars of 1970s. Um, yeah. And you're right. And they did. And they, then the car, the poor person, when you think of it, John, would feel completely isolated, no phone, right? Um, no way to say to your family, I'm okay. I'm not okay. Um, yep. You know, freezing and stuck. So um, you're right. Like it, it is amazing. It was a quite a significant snowfall. And, but now we're kind of 48 hours and, you know, people like, okay, it's another day in the winter. <laughs> no. now, Donna Perry, let's talk about what's going on nationally. And this is, and I think the best way to describe it is just that team Biden, the Biden administration, it's a new month, you know, February is here. They, they're trying to start off with, with a reset here. Yeah. And I really do um, think, John, even though, you know, the headlines are obviously very big on on the international front, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But look, I I just think as we do turn into February, and there's been a remarkable, you know, plunging numbers on the Omicron, I've noted, and I think it is remarkable in recent days, I think even from the most liberal media and, and you know, very highly recognized progressive kind of voices with platforms. Um, There really is beginning to be a chorus uh, that I do think we have reached a a turn the page point. I know I have thought that before since the pandemic hit, but, you know, I, I do think for Team Biden, I don't think, John, that they can stay any longer on the playbook of, you know, they trot Rochelle Walensky out every couple yep. of weeks and, you know, she gives halfway good news, but, oh, we have to stay vigilant. See, John, I just think the country that you, you can't just keep that playbook anymore. Right. Um, and it is different. As we've said many times, a lot of that language and messaging was prior to this extraordinary amount of vaccination. And I do think I've said this before. I think Fauci is a liability to them. If he is going to continue to almost like peek around the corner of where's the next variant so I can still be like the center of the conversation. And I, you know, I'm not trying to say that to be mean. I I just think the approach has to switch. And when you see people like Michelle Goldberg of the New York Times, for instance, had a very prominent piece and a paper like the Times, John, they know what they're doing when they give a lot of oxygen, huge placement, right? Right. And her piece was basically saying it is time to have the conversation that masking children is not acceptable. Um, And and she really came out with it. And she said it is not what schools should look like. And by the way, she also meant the adults in the school. Mm. Um, And she talked a lot about the fact that it is not good for their development. I think a lot of us felt that way from the beginning, um, that it's it's not healthy for them and developing kids when you're talking about, and I would go K to 12. I'm not, I don't think just little kids. I think people need to see someone's face. Children, when they're learning, you know, there's a lot of nuance. They want to see the, the facial expression. There's a lot of research about this. A person's facial expression, a lot of it comes through their mouth, of course. So it's not just the words. Um, and it's just, I, I just thought the, the fact that the Times wanted to give you and I, you know, have analyzed the media for a long time, that they wanted to give big placement for someone like her, who, by the way, is very liberal. Um, I think that should be projecting something to the Biden White House that, you know, and then the Atlantic, certainly very, very liberal longtime magazine. I mean, their new piece is calling for kind of saying we have to you know, the hysteria reporting by the media, you know, the constant, the first thing up on the news every night, here's the virus numbers. I think they're calling for that to change and say it's endemic. It's not a pandemic. And, you know, that it's just going to be a virus you live with, you get people vaccinated. Maybe they need a shot every winter, like a flu shot. But I, I just think that when you look at things like that, we're now in 2022, it's a major election year and yep. um his team to me john has to figure out a reset on how they're managing this has been the elephant in the room and if if i were them it can't stay the elephant in the room to get the u.s back to where it you know needs to be just sticking with um the michelle goldberg 
uh, piece, Donna Perry. What what what's also dramatic about that is, <clears throat> I liked in the piece she she even mentioned how the masking with children that that was never supposed to be a long term thing. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be short term. When you think of when I step back in last spring and fall, but especially in the fall, the parents going to the school committee meetings and you know being labeled that they are science deniers and everything right. else it's been such a long course of parents saying unmask our children obviously glenn youngkin heard them yep he acted on that but you know it's the the sides have there are the progressives and they're the ones that really play the no you know it should still be a lockdown and everybody in a mask and yeah and even you know back the unvaccinated there should be no place for them in society there's the Biden administration, if, if they continue to listen to that political left, they, they do it at their own peril, Donna Perry. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, John. And, and that progressive side, which feels like, oh, things are not strict enough anymore. You know, that that's that was, in my view, there's as people were, you know, it was they were sort of um, unnecessarily panicked. And then now it turns into like a cult of thinking. You know, John, they've associated yep. it. They, there are people who they seem to walk through the supermarket like proudly with, I'm in my mask. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's strange and it it's is. odd and, and it's worrisome. And I think that for Biden to be reaching the average person who was very weary of this by now. Um, and p- again, people who are fully vaccinated and boosted, um, myself, okay, I'm b- fully boosted in the whole thing, but that you c- you have a right to be weary of it and say, it is just not necessary at this point. Yeah. This is not the summer of 2020 when it was, you know, really raging. And then I don't think they had the handle on it. Um, and so you're right. Like, I just think though, they have to, they're going to have to lead with that. If they think they're going to lose some of the progressives, I always disagree with that kind of political thinking, John, because I think, yeah. well, where are they going to go? They're not going right. to go to the Republicans. So what do you mean you're going to lose them? Okay. Yeah. So like, I just think that the country politics aside, the country has to have a reset. We're seeing more leadership in Europe. We've been kind of behind Europe. You know, I think, you know, London, and then you go across the continent and you're seeing the huge protests. You're seeing this stuff in Canada with the truckers. And yes, um, John, it is it is not just hurt the American workforce. It's like decimated the workforce. Yes. Um, and again, unnecessarily and it's caused all this havoc and half of it is you don't have enough workers we've talked about this the you know the docks the truck driving it it you, it's just paralyzing the country and i don't oh. see how you know him just thinking oh there's one bright thing coming up and uh you know and and the supreme court pick but that's not going to save the way people are not favorably viewing you know how he's handling this and i think somebody has to step up and be leadership and they need to give a speech that sounds like no we're having a reset in this country mm. of, of how we approach the you know the virus folks quick break a lot more donna perry right here on the john DePietro show make henry oil your oil provider this winter give them a call today call henry oil 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 0200 Henry Oil serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing you can depend on Henry Oil call them today 401 521 0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial it's Henry Oil give them a call since 1947 you can depend on henry oil call them today make henry oil your oil provider 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 remember online at henryoil.com go with the original go with the best it's henry oil you're listening to the john DePietro show folks with us one of my siblings independent columnist opinion maker donna perry and DJ, just staying with uh, Biden, who I, I don't think they're capable of of a, a reset. I mean, his basic <laughs> yeah. response last week was we're just going to stay the course. But, you know, I, I just think this is it would take a lot to really turn around almost the free for all that we're in. 
you're, you're seeing other things like that governor of California, Governor Newsom, who's, you know, very strict on the mask mandate and right. kids in schools. And then suddenly a picture emerges of him at the football game. Of course. On Sunday and he's right. with Magic Johnson. He takes yeah. the mask off. Yeah. But, um, but, but Biden, I think this is where it, it comes in, you know, like him. And we talked about it last week, him snapping at Pete Ducey that way. Yeah. Him unable to respond to a lot of the reporters. I, I, in some ways, just I don't think when he's announcing things, I get the sense he doesn't fully grasp the gravity of the situation. It's more he's just going with kind of what he had discussed with his team, what he was going to say. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Like, I, I don't think that there's the vision component to him no. uh, as you've had with other people. Um, you know, God knows he's taken the criticism, but like a guy like Trump had his own very strong, decisive, I would say, point of view on a lot of major topics and away from all this, but handling the economy and U.S. trade, um, you know, getting being on the short end of things. Um, He just did. He had his own gut instinct and vision of the way he wanted things to go forward. And I don't think you see that with this guy. Like, I I think, you know, Biden is just a creature of really, John, he was a legislator mostly. And that's that's what the U.S. Senate is. Um, And so, you know, they're used to operating in that certain way. It gets into a lot of Washington speak um, language. And that's, I think, who he's comfortable with in these meetings. And I, I just think he does because of his misspeaking, his missteps. Um, let's face it, you know, just the foggy <laughs> appearance of how when he is challenged on an issue. Um, and that's why the staff, you know, let's be honest, they kind of hide him. And it's so he's like it's like handling a piece of glass you know the way they like handle oh he's kind of going to talk to this reporter and they're like around him i mean it's um you know that jeff zeleny of cnn said this is the most um guarded white house around their president that he said he has ever covered so to your point like i do think that you know um i think that they worry if it comes out of Biden's mouth, it's just going to come out wrong. And yeah. then he, he has the tendency to make these odd side comments, comments that are off the script, we know. Yep. And then, John, they, they always look a little odd or he's trying to like be sarcastic against any criticism. Yep. And then they are very personal against the reporters. And then they have the off the hot mic thing the other week. <laughs> I mean... You know, so I, I, and, I don't and know. And even the nature where he feels like, like last week after visiting, you know, the bridge collapsed as they, they had to talk about the, oh, the whole talk infrastructure about. thing. And then the old element of, well, you know, I want to go get some ice cream. Like, time out. It's January. That's not a, a summer August thing. I just feel it's, it's a playbook of, mm-hmm. you know, ice cream is kind of like a, I'm a regular person and it's a celebration when yes. you think about it. And let's just go grab some ice cream and that appeals to everybody. It, to me, though, it, it, it hits like tone deaf when you're saying that in January after a major bridge collapsed in, in Pittsburgh. It, absolutely, John. Like, you're right. Like, obviously, that was not the event they would have planned. It's no. not their fault. It, it, and, you know, I don't know, but it, it just, it did happen. Now, mm. again, they, and I don't think in that kind of a case, it's a great point. And as you remember, as you're recalling that, John, because I think in that case, he's, he's almost like wasn't capable to be really on his feet, drop no. the script. Right. You know, maybe a Trump or someone, other president might have dropped the script and say, you know how important this infrastructure bill was? Because look at that. You know, and like, because that is kind of what it is, right? Like they were saying, like America's road bridges, it doesn't mean always the Jamestown or Newport Bridge. I mean, we're talking road bridges over highways and and they, we all drive under them every day, but let's be honest, they look like they're rotting. It's frightening. Yep. So in that case, you're right. Like, I think this is part of the problem they have Mm. and they don't seem, I've made this point before. I'm not trying to be overly critical of his age or his fragile condition, but John, they don't fly him around the country. And when they say that quote, getting him out, if you notice they go, he goes to what, like Pennsylvania. Well, you can drive to Pennsylvania from Washington. (laughs) You know, they kind of take him like two hours away or something. And I think that's an issue. 
It is. Like he's not even going. Yeah. He never goes really to like Texas no. or, you know, the Southwest. I think there's a separate issue and no one is reporting on it. Why? Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't do well with long flights. Mm. So whatever is the story, you're right. I think that's kind of tone deaf. And I don't think that relates to people in frigid January. And yeah. there's this horrible tragedy. And then they're like showing him like trying to yuck it up with you know, people yeah, in an ice cream it, parlor. It just doesn't fit. No, <laughs> again, for, for speaking with, with Donna Perry and, and someone else that it's not lost on Donna Perry, and that is he's on the other side of the world. But Putin, you know, it was pretty dramatic yep. when the, the head of Ukraine even said, I, I wish the Americans would taper down with all this talk of war. They're going to lead us to war. <laughs> if you keep saying and we're building towards war. It's pretty dramatic. The head of the Ukraine is like, stop all this talk about war. You're going to get us involved with a war. That is a situation to me that's the worst nightmare because it's it's uncontrollable. It's unknowable. They don't know exactly how he's maneuvering. It's very serious. That true firepower we're sending over to that part of the world. But it's it's also it's not something that's just like solvable within a day or a week or even a month. You know, Putin no. is you know so cagey of maybe I'll invade in February, maybe I won't, maybe I'll go in, in March, maybe I won't. Um, th- this is such like an unknown factor. I, I absolutely agree. And you're right, John. Like, I think that, again, in his sloppy delivery and yeah. his long meandering press conference, they really stepped in it because yeah. he made it, you know, he kind of ramped it up. And then the, the media ran with it. The yeah. European leaders, NATO, I think they are very i think rightfully they get concerned and they do project like a skepticism that the u.s under biden really has like a grip on this issue uh what is or could happen militarily and i do think i think putin is really playing them like it's Mm. and and you don't know what is his end game is he playing them like um don't tempt me or i might tempt you or i want something or, you know, you're going to do this or that. I, I don't think they're at all phased by Blinken, the Secretary of State. And that guy, no. John Lavrov, oh. he has been that you, that Russian, he's like the equivalent, the foreign minister. Lavrov has been a guy in the White House with many U.S. presidents. Yeah. You know, that that guy is, let's just, I Blinken, in my humble opinion, is no match for that guy. And, no. and they're the two that are having these very awkward meetings and... Um, you know, you're right. Like, and I also think want to put a final point on it. it. They had this very contentious UN meeting. And again, I think that's Biden's kind of team wants to make it appear because I think if something goes really south, John, they also don't want that just their handprints are on it. So no. they bring in the UN council, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. it's all of us are trying to manipulate, you know, to get to the solution. And then I think you had China very vocally came to Russia's defense and they're kind of pointing at the U S under Biden. And they're saying, well, you're the one escalating the tension. Um, And the fact that the Ukrainian president is saying to the U S would you stop talking about the invasion? I think it's like bizarre. Like, it's like, who is, it's kind of like um, a movie, like who the parlor, you know what I mean? Like who, who who is holding the cards? It's almost like who is running this show? Well, the trio of Russia and China are also Iran. They're a major yeah. part of this component. Um, it's worrisome. Folks, another quick break. A lot more Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 401- It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508 252 
3359 and in Rhode Island 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, just two other quick items. One is, you know, the Biden administration, he, he announced, well, Supreme Court, there's an opening. I'm going to fulfill my campaign promise and I'm going to uh, I'm going to add diversity to the court and I'm going to nominate. My nominee will be a, a woman of color to the court. They seem totally caught off guard that a quick poll done by ABC or I, I think it was ABC mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal, but or NBC Wall Street Journal. 76 percent of the country yeah. might even been higher are feel like we don't limit it that way that they are opposed to that and there are people that are starting to push back saying listen when, you, when you're talking about diversity you can't just automatically say it's going to be a woman of color there's there's a lot of different people that might add some diversity and even within the four prominent women that are supposedly you know the the ones that he's considering candidates that some of them are, you know, are, are vastly different. So, again, I go back to it almost seems as if he's from a time gone by. We just announce it and everyone welcomes it. But some people are starting to say, you know, there's there's a lot of different types of people that if you want diversity could fit that role. Well, right. And, John, as we've been saying now behind the scenes, politically, I'm sure they've said to him, you, you, you know, you have to make this a historic pick. Right. We, we want it to be a black female. But he's yeah. kind of like a child that then they were. Well, you don't come running out there. And I'm not trying to be cynical, but they probably that's, you know, the way they've orchestrated it. Right. Well, then he goes out there and I think it's because he can't help himself because he does this pandering routine. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I think he has pandered you know, to black Americans from the minute get-go he got in. I think they had early polling showing that there was not support from that sector of voters. So I just think it's like he's playing it always a little too cute and a little too obvious. And and I think, frankly, that's insulting. Like, no, you know, he has to come right out and say it in that way. So now, once again, I think they've made it kind of messy. I think the public says, well, the Supreme Court, shouldn't this be whoever we think is the most, you know, qualified person? I mean, you know, it's only nine justices. Um, and the this the leading woman they're talking about, I thought the Wall Street Journal had an interesting um, kind of take a look at this, because what they said is Biden talking about widening the diversity of the court. But the, and they said there are many people who could do that. And right. that's a admirable goal. But Tanya Brown Jackson, they noted, grew up the daughter of a lawyer. Um, She went to Harvard and Harvard Law and, and, you know, very impressive background. But they said she resembles the background of really everyone else on the Supreme Court. So and she it turned out I didn't know that she clerked for Stephen Breyer. And I think you have to begin to wonder, John, that when that some at a high level in small circle of people in his white house and maybe that the the deal is already in that they said he'll step aside and they'll pick who was his clerk he's obviously close to her right and knows her very well so and she's again very highly you know qualified justice i'm not saying she's not but again they i think they play it a little too cute it is i feel like it's a pandering routine that he does They've tried to say, you know, he is, you know, always, um, you know, trying to elevate, um, you know, minorities and people of color. Well, that's great. But I just think to approach it in this very, to me, it's like a little obvious. It's you're trying a little too hard. And now again, John, as you say, the polls, I think he's now made it like kind of messy. (laughs) So, well, the the. You know, I think a good example, Donna Perry, is the mayor of Boston. And that yeah. is, you know, if you say, let's we want more diversity. Well, have an election. And if if you had gone under the Biden constraints, Michelle Wu would not be the mayor of Boston because right. she's, she's not a young female. She's Asian. Color. Yeah, she's Asian. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to get there. I think his way where you just break it off as it must be this person. It'd be the same way if someone said, I want the pick and the person has to be Latino or they have to be 
you know, uh, Asian. Or in this case, he's saying, no, must be a woman of color. I, I, I think there's you're hearing and he's going to receive more more pushback from that of, again, it, so as the Wall Street Journal said, you want diversity. We're all for that. But you don't have to be so narrow in scope. Donna Perry, finally, you know, I, I'm always surprised. Uh, it was over the weekend. President Trump had a rally. Mm-hmm. And he announced that if he's back in 2024 and wins the election, that he's going to pardon the uh, they call them the J6, the January 6th protesters. Now, <clears throat> what I found, I didn't understand it at the time. And I thought, why would you do that? Why would you want to kind of wrap yourself in that? Yeah, um, it, it's a huge distraction. The Biden people. Finally, I think James Carville was the most effective saying, stop talking about it. No one in the country cares about it. No, it's all you people are talking about in Washington, Democrats. Talk about the economy. No one cares about that. But when I posted it on Facebook and asked people what they thought, I was surprised the number of people that said, I think that's good because it's not fair how the protesters mm. that destroyed the major cities got away and then they're punishing these people. So, you know, I, I, I was surprised at that. And then I, I'm just curious your, your thoughts on it, because it's it's something the media jumped on. But. You know, he's he's always one step ahead. And I just Mm. wonder if he tapped into something that there are a lot of people that feel that way. Well, right. He he is always closer to the pulse than number one they've ever given him credit for. I mean, we we saw that. Okay, like he the guy did win and he knocked off 17 veteran Republicans or 16 in the first place. I mean, I think this like I think he is sensing that as time has gone on, the coverage of these uh, protesters who have kind of languished, John, in jail. Um, yep. They have, it seems sometimes like their rights are, I don't know if, and I'm not mm. an expert, but like, I don't know. I mean, they're like, they're just being held. I mean, we, you know, and so I think that um, there's a lot of sensibility about the fairness of that. And, and right. he's probably tapped into that. Um, and, and he, again, he does nothing that isn't bold. He's not going to be shy and explain it the way I just did. So, you know, he's going to say, I'd pardon them. Um, so, and again, you're right. And then the media, um, just like that gives them a new shiny object. Anything related to January 6th seems to be very important for them to get into, especially the nighttime, you know, big shows. Um, you know, and I think with Carville is has been right pretty yes. much every step of the way. He yeah. senses the country in a way that a lot of these people don't. The big yep. anchors on CNN and Anderson Cooper and, you know, the morning show and Mark Halperin, who I, I read him every morning, he puts yes. out stuff and, and he noted the same kind of thing. And he said, like, it's like a drug to a lot of the so-called, you know, dominant media, mainstream media that they, they like can't, not just do that all the time because they're right. just a, addicted to they want to keep covering Trump and, and yes. imply that he should be in prison and you know the joy reads and John I just I think the more the media keeps shoving it I you're right like I think and Trump is ahead of everyone and he senses people have sympathy and they said yes. they were protesters it, they who some of them probably were part of a planning something that really you know, was not what they should be doing and the Oath Keepers, et cetera. But a lot of those people were not the Oath Keepers. Right. Um, and it, it turned into what it turned into. Yeah, they walked around and they still got arrested for just and being inside. got Basically out of control. trespassing is what yeah. it was. Yeah, and all parts that got out of control. But where I think he is right is uh, I just question what groups of people that people are circulating in that are still talking about it. Or, you know, right. I see it a lot in the media, like anyone running, in Rhode Island for a Republican must be asked about President Trump and the insurrection. Like, according to who? According to you and the crowd on the east side or the progressives? Folks, again, she is uh, Donna Perry, independent columnist, opinion maker, DJ. Great job, as always. Good luck with the shoveling, and we'll talk to you. (laughs) Great to talk to you. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 
3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and... If you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Folks, joining us right now, Federation for American uh, Immigration Reform, it's our friend R.J. Harmon. And R.J., um, fascinated by uh, the stories of these flights that are arriving. Finally, there's body camera footage of these migrant illegals arriving from the border and then arriving at this uh, small airport outside of New York. It's a... Uh, it's a fast-developing, really incredible story. And, R.J., what can you tell us about those flights? Yeah, well, it's a, it was a really wild week uh, last week on the travel front with uh, some information first coming out that TSA uh, was allowing illegal aliens to actually use a form of identification to fly around the country. As American citizens, you know, get hassled for the kind of ID they have, take their shoes off and all that. But if you're here illegally, you know, we'll allow you to travel as easy as, as humanly possible. But, yeah, th- this was even even I think a little bit more outrageous than that is, is there was some news reports, I know, several months ago, even in the last year, that the Biden administration you know, was flying, you know, plane loads of illegal aliens in the dead of night around the country. And, yeah, finally, a, a gentleman, I believe, who's running for governor up in New York was able through a, through some type of records request was able to obtain some body cam footage from police officers uh, in Westchester County, New York, and these police officers, you could tell in these this uh, viral video that I'm sure your listeners could, could easily find online, um, they, they were just caught off guard. They didn't know who was landing there. You know, they did, did wasn't told how much security to have, who was coming. There's just a bunch of busloads there of uh, buses for uh, buses uh, operated by um, NGOs and these charities to take the people into their community. They don't know who they are. But, the, yeah, the most interesting thing is these people were talking to the, the people who f- uh, flew and staffed the plane. They were federal contractors. They wouldn't give their name. But the federal contractors were even saying, we don't know what we're doing here. The only reason why we're doing this is because who's in office and they even acknowledge that the government is betraying the American people if they were to see what they're doing. So it really begs the question, how many other of these flights were there? I mean, I'm sure there were plenty. When you have to actually dig up through a records request, body cam footage to see, you know, these the, these trips that illegal aliens are making around the country, it's just beyond outrageous. And, and you know there are plenty more instances out there. Well, that's just the thing, uh, RJ. And I believe in the past, I, I think uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida, uh, he claimed that without his knowledge, some of the flights were taking place in Florida. We had some actually even into Rhode Island, but then I'm being told that there's less flights because now they're all being funneled into into New York. But it's 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 really um, just it's shocking. And that people should understand that, RJ, that's a new development. That was not going on years ago during the Trump administration. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, because they tried to, you know, they had more detention space down there at the border and they didn't have magnetic policies that increased the flow of people coming up here tenfold. I mean, you know, obviously we saw astronomically high numbers in December. It was more than the past three Decembers combined. And, you know, the border numbers had always plummeted because it does get cold down there at the Texas border in the winter. Yet they're as high as they've ever been and they'll continue to be so. But again, it's just good to see. You know, both uh, politicians doing records requests and then obviously Bill Malugan, the gentleman of Fox News, who's doing a lot of coverage down there at the border, you know, showing the Biden administration's out there, you know, touting to some extent, well, hey, you know, under this Title 42 that we're using, um, we are we are deporting or we're returning, you know, most single adult males and everything to enter the country. Well, he's shown videos of busloads of single adult males getting funneled up into the interior of the country. Yep. So, again, what the Biden administration is doing and what they're saying 
are so far apart, and it's good that the American people are able to see this. So then maybe, you know, at some state level, statewide elections, and then obviously, you know, when they're electing a new member of Congress or, or a senator in November 2022, we could maybe, maybe finally put a check on what the Biden administration is doing. RJ, I can also tell you firsthand, it's, it's really difficult trying to get information about these flights because they don't use the main airport just locally you know department of homeland security they won't answer questions their own state officials won't answer questions um there's it's at least there's there's a light being shine on it now i also like it if you don't mind just touch on this story it's such a terrible tragedy regarding this now 25 year old fugitive who has gone back to mexico but certainly left uh tragedy in his in his wake yeah, no, uh, yeah, obviously a, a 25-year-old uh, criminal alien from El Salvador actually, you know, brutally murdered a, a Texas law enforcement officer by the name of uh, Harris County Corporal Charles Galloway. The most interesting thing here is that this is the very sheriff's department that is led by Ed Gonzalez, who's President Biden's nominee to lead ICE. And, and while he was been sheriff of Harris County, he scrapped their participation in what's called a 287G, which is a cooperative law enforcement agreement between local and federal immigration authorities. So, you know, hey, if you apprehend a criminal alien, you notify them. Or if they no one is in your area, they notify you. It's good communication. That's essential for public safety. And again, he also, you know, restricted other forms of cooperation uh, with immigration enforcement agencies. So it is bizarre, you know, that a gentleman like that is being tapped to lead an agency, you know, that he didn't even want to work with. And, and this is the kind of thing that happens in these sanctuary jurisdictions. There's, those are where places where illegal aliens go and they're where they commit crimes. And, and sadly, it sometimes has a tragic outcome like this. But fortunately, again, uh, this gentleman fled to Mexico and then he was arrested. So again, we don't know how he entered the country, but he was you know, charged with previous crimes. He shouldn't have been here and shouldn't have been able to commit this crime. And again, this is all the fault of the Biden administration and our lax immigration policies. Folks, Federation for American Immigration Reform. He is R.J. Harmon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Check out the website, dipietro.com. We have original, unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com brothers disposal call brothers disposal today get a purple dumpster for your driveway how do you know it's brother's disposal because it's a purple dumpster look for them on facebook and give them a call for an estimate 401 688 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brother's disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brother's disposal 401 688-0517 whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings call brother's disposal today come on brother call brother's disposal 401-688-0517 look for them on facebook brother's disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517